So, Mark, did you see the Las Vegas suite at the Super Bowl? They had all of the characters from the city all together. Gordon Ramsay, Wayne Newton, Guy Fieri, and, of course, Carrot Top. Yeah, it was like 90% of Caesars restaurants were there sitting, <laughs> watching the game. <laughs> no, it was cool to see uh, Carrot Top there. Probably our generation's Wayne Newton, as we said in a previous episode. So that was probably the person I'd want to hang out with most, sit next to him. And isn't it Fieri? Have we, have we figured this out yet? It's Fairy. That's his real last name, Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> happened in Las Vegas this weekend. Super Bowl weekend happened. You were here. We were both on the strip and it was a great time. Let's just start by saying that Las Vegas put on an amazing Super Bowl. Tons of police everywhere. Very safe. A very successful event all around. I thought it was a really good weekend. I was a little bit surprised. I, I shared on Twitter. Friday was kind of dead everywhere, at least north end of the strip. I didn't go to the main part, but there were so many like private events and parties and all this stuff going on that I think everybody was there and not just kind of among the people. So I'd really like to go back another time when it's the Super Bowl, but not hosting the Super Bowl and see how that plays out. I feel like it'd be more of a party atmosphere versus this was kind of like you, you had a lot of VIP events and, and stuff like that, that that took away from it a bit. But once Saturday night rolled around, it was jamming. And then Sunday was just crazy. Yeah, there were a ton of corporate events. Like every space was rented out around town. We ran into a couple where we were trying to go places and they were closed for private events. So that certainly took people off. I saw your clickbait about senior frogs on Twitter where you posted <laughs> the picture of the front of it trying to fool everybody. Yeah, or at least it was, it was called clickbait. But that's the entrance I've always gone into or looked in, you know, when you're walking out of the hotel. It's right there, the strip front entrance. And there's usually people up there whenever I go by. There was nobody, just a bartender, nobody else. I really, like, envisioned everything being kind of crowded and it hard to find a drink or space anywhere. And we didn't really run into it. I felt like, the at least at the north end of the strip, it was a little bit less than you know recent trips to vegas so it was kind of interesting yeah it was definitely quiet on the north strip not empty or anything but quieter than you would expect for the super bowl so the event went on great Sixty-one thousand six hundred twenty-nine people attended they used the sphere to show off the score during the game allegiant stadium looked better than ever and you had shows all over town, of course. One thing that was crazy that happened was there was a down light pole right after the game let out. So that caused a headache. But that was about the worst thing to happen. Everybody who was in town this weekend knows there was tons of police everywhere. And there was just nothing that soured the event. And Roger Goodell, the NFL's commissioner, said it's a safe bet that the NFL looks forward to coming back. So expect the Super Bowl here every few years, hopefully. Yeah, I would imagine so. I mean, the city's so great set up. It already has enough hotels and stuff. And that's a problem with a lot of cities when they put on a Final Four or a Super Bowl. They just don't have the capacity to deal with it where Vegas does this all the time. So I think it makes a lot of sense for them to put it in the rotation with the Miamis and the New Orleans and all that stuff. I think everything went great. The best shade I saw on Twitter was it said it took an hour to go a mile on the strip during uh, the Super Bowl game because it was so backed up. And somebody said, but one lane of traffic underground is going to fix all this. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're still waiting uh, for that. What was really interesting is the game went to overtime. As people know, both teams scored in overtime. I think the final total was 47 points. The over-under in some books was 46 and a half. Others was 47 and a half. So that was interesting. But it seems like people put more money on KC to win. And there was an article in the Review Journal talking about how they lost quite a bit, including on the prop bet for overtime. That was paying 9 or 10 to 1, and when they went to overtime, that hurt a lot of the casinos. Yeah, I saw a lot of casinos were right around there, and then I think FanDuel, uh, which is like the online sports book that a lot of states was like 40 to 1, which that's a crazy gap. They said smart money was on the Niners, and that's like the pro betters, the big betters. 
and then Joe Public was on the Chiefs because I think Chiefs is a big brand name. You got Pat Mahomes, you got Taylor Swift, all that stuff. And they're getting a little edge, bet at money line. So I could see why they took a little hit. Yeah, Red Rock said they made a little bit of money and that's only because of the over-under situation. Had it been another point... They would have lost a ton. So it was an interesting game altogether. I saw pictures on X of the South Point, what their specials were for the game. Everybody's paying these crazy prices, hundreds of dollars just to get a seat in the sports book. And the South Point doing it old school style, cheap prices, great atmosphere. Looks like a neat place to catch the game. Yeah, those prices were great. I mean, that's hard to find at a regular bar in Vegas, much less a casino. So that was cool. The food prices were, you know, $3 a slice of pizza. We were walking around the strip and I said, all these places want to charge 8, 10, 11 bucks a pizza. We can go to New York City and get it for a dollar or two. And they sell nonstop. Rents are high there too. So somebody should be able to do it on the strip. I saw some pictures and video of Circa, and it was just jam-packed with people for the game. It was kind of crazy. Yeah, I imagine all the big books were, and it was a great uh, event, like I said. And yeah, good to see Las Vegas there. The game was a great game, too. It started out very slow and kind of boring and turned into one of the better Super Bowls of all time with a lot of action towards the end and close stuff and lots of Taylor Swift close-ups mark so we got all of that too triggering (laughs) good event happy to have it las vegas shined and that's a good for all of us so in the midst of all of this this week win raised their resort fee to fifty dollars or i guess they did it a couple weeks ago and quietly it was just getting reported on this week i believe any reservations after january 24th are subjected to this new fifty dollar plus tax resort fee this matches mgm who did this what a couple weeks ago as well we'll probably see all of the highest end hotels hit 50 bucks now yeah just in time for the super bowl right gotta get that extra five bucks Exactly. So what's included in the resort fee? People like to complain, but one of the things that they always include in the resort fee is gym access. And an interesting quirk in Las Vegas people don't know about, and this applies to the pools as well, venues tend to close early because they want you out in the casino. And J.J. Watt was working out in the Encore gym this week to find out that they close at 7 p.m. So he went on to social media and complained about it in a very polite way. And what they did is they gave temporary hours this week and extended it to 9 p.m., just for J.J. Watt. So great customer service. That's how you should do it, though. Respond the win way. Yeah, but I mean, most hotels, gyms are like 24 hours. You just need a key card to get in. I don't see that. I don't I don't think anybody's like, you know what? At 9 p.m., I'm going to go work out. Oh, I guess I'll go to the casino and blow money instead. Like, I think... Those people want to work out and just give them the access. I don't. You're not going to lose much business. It's always driven me nuts about the pools, how they close at like 7 p.m. at some places, stuff like that. Because in the summer, you want to kind of hang out there at night. It's a cool atmosphere. That's why I've always liked uh, the Golden Nugget. They still have people out there with the table games and they have the little bar around the side. Same with Hooters back in the day, 24-7 pool access which I always thought was cool. So I wish they would lean into that a bit more because there's a lot of people that don't want to go to the casino and would hang out at the pool. So you have more options. I agree. I think it's a downside of Vegas where you have the pools close early. And where does the gym ever close at 7 p.m. in any hotel? You know, yeah. 10 p.m. is normal. I get that it's win, and so they probably have a staff member there. So they do have to pay for that. And maybe in Las Vegas, most people are out. So there's probably not a lot of people in the gym at 8 or 9 p.m. But I'm glad to see, you know, this is customer service. This is why Win is so good. They responded. Not only did they see the public way that they're looking bad and correct that, but they did write for a customer and, you know, did it in the correct way. And it's good to see that. So let's keep the gym open till 9 or 10. Let's get some night swimming going in Vegas. That's a thing. Put some lights out there. Heck, put slot machines out there. Make people gamble out by the pool for those of us who like it. It's too hot during the day in the summer. Peak summer, you don't want to be out in the heat for that long. As a reminder, we have our Patreon if you want to support us. We do a weekly after show. We have a lot of fun doing it. And you can listen to it as a podcast. 
You can watch it as a video, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas for all of the information. Thanks to everybody who supports us over there. Back to sports betting and X and BetMGM have a partnership. X is becoming the official social media partner of BetMGM, meaning they're going to display odds, I guess. And when you click through, it'll go to BetMGM. So a full integration of the two platforms. This is the first time I think a social media platform has ever integrated with one of these betting companies. Yeah, it's kind of weird to see, but it, it also makes a lot of sense. You know, this is stuff people want and... If you're the featured option, then you might get more access there. And then Twitter's making some money or X making some money off of it. So I can see it. I mean, it's a little bit dirty. It feels like like you're pushing gambling on people more, but it, that's kind of the world we live in. Yeah. In one way, it seems like it's just like an advertising partnership. But in another way, X is probably getting a cut of everything that's going their way by displaying odds. And I get it, though. X has a ton of sports content, right? If people go there for sports content, anytime there's a big game, it's trending. And I get the sort of let's integrate the odds into that when people are talking about it. I wonder if they're going to attach this stuff to other people's tweets. That would be interesting. Well, then we should get a cut for it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, good luck. uh, Good luck with that. So one of the football-related stories this week was coming out of Fountain Blue. They did a partnership with Tom Brady and Jim Gray, the sports broadcaster, and they're bringing a sports memorabilia museum to Fountain Blue called the Hall of Excellence. They say it's going to showcase a curated collection of memorabilia from Jim and Fran Gray, Tom Brady, and the Tom Brady family collection, including all of Tom Brady's Super Bowl rings. I don't get this. Uh, I, I really, really don't get this. I mean, the idea is fine. You know, having this type of thing it makes sense. It just doesn't make sense at Fountain Blue. At Circa, it would make a ton of sense. Or anybody that has a sports book and actually cares about sports betting. Fountain Blue Sportsbook, uh, I spent some time there, is probably the worst setup in any major casino in Vegas. Uh, it's very reminiscent. If you've ever been to Caesars over in Windsor, same type of setup where you have to walk through a restaurant, sports books in the back, just a few seats, not a ton of area to lounge. You don't even know if you can sit in some of them because the way they have it set up, it's just very weird. You don't know if you're supposed to pay or can you just lounge and not order food. It doesn't make sense to me. It's a horrible setup. It's so confusing. And to add sports uh, memorabilia there, like, like they care about sports at all just doesn't it blows my mind don't take this so personally i think that they are going for this sort of high-end aesthetic and you know bringing tom brady he called it the smithsonian they have the smithsonian level artifacts so they're trying to i don't know position this as a very very high-end sports museum like culture that's what they're trying to do not some like kitschy casino display but an actual proper museum that just happens to be in fountain blue you're not buying that no i mean one okay you're putting Super Bowl rings up and stuff. It's going to be kitschy. You can say it's Smithsonian level, whatever. Like you're not digging up some lost artifact from 5,000 years ago and, and putting it on display. Like, come on, let's be real here. It's just some crap and some plaques and some pictures and maybe we'll be done well, but it's not a sports environment. It just doesn't, I don't think the partnership matches. It, like if Circa came out and said this, oh, 100%, like that, they're all about sports. You know, even like Westgate has a really big, awesome sports book. Okay, maybe that makes sense. I don't know. It just seems like they wanted to attach Tom Brady's name to something and get some cachet that way. And that feels very Miami to me. Seven Super Bowl rings on display. What more do you need? You're not going to put those at Westgate. (laughs) Come on. What's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) When's he going to wear them, though, when he's broadcasting? You know he's going to want to show them off. Like, 
Does he wear fake ones? How does that all work out? It's just a bizarre thing. It's a whole bizarre thing with Tom Brady, right? He is really embracing Las Vegas, almost like Mark Wahlberg did. We saw, we know he took a minority stake in the Aces, and there's been rumors about him wanting to take a minority stake in the Raiders, and more rumors this week swirling as he sort of puts roots down here, including with this museum. I think it's good for Las Vegas if Tom Brady wants to adopt us as a second home. Yeah, I think that's great. He's a big name, and he's going to be out there. He's going to be on broadcast starting next year, taking over the number one slot. Uh, you know, I wish he was taking over for Tony Romo. We're just kind of all off topic here now. <laughs> yeah, this is the point where Tony Romo would make some weird statement to describe everything going on, but we'll move on to Slot of Fun. So you were walking through Slots of Fun, and then I actually walked through there again with you, but you noticed that just about all the machines are gone. So I'm assuming this is part of that announced major renovation of Circus Circus. I think it was $30 million they were spending across the property. They didn't give a lot of specifics. We got all the paint. It's been a very long process. Like I think the food court opened there two years ago. So this isn't something that's sort of happening overnight, but the entire casino is basically empty. There's a few slot machines off to the side. You might as well call it Slot of Fun. It's a very weird setup in there, and I don't know why they left any machines or why they even have it accessible. Like, they're paying a security guard to just stand in there and make sure nothing happens. There's a little gift shop still open, but the bar area is closed off. They've ripped everything else. There's a couple machines, uh, like the three circle machines, in like two or three spots, and then just some along the wall. The bathroom's closed, so like, why not just lock it down until it's ready to go, whatever you're doing? The security guard said she thinks in a month or two they'll have everything back up and running. Uh, we, we shall see there. It seems like it is a glacial pace for sure. But bring in like a no-shays atmosphere. That's what we were talking about. I think that would be a great fit there. Yeah, they need some beer pong there. I, yeah, it's strange why they would even leave this open. I guess they want people an easy way to get into Circus Circus. Really strange that the gift shop was open. It looks, I mean, they didn't rip out the carpet, which is great carpet, but, you know, it's old carpet. So I'd love for them to give a new version of that same carpet. So maybe they're at the beginning of this. We really don't know. You did say the security guards uh, mentioned they may bring coin slots there. Circus Circus has their coin slots sort of the front of their casino. I think coin slots at Slots of Fun right on the edge of the strip would be a great idea, <laughs> short of just blowing up the whole place and building a new entrance. Throw some coin slots there. Why not? Yeah, I think that would draw people in. And then open the doors. We both mentioned that. Like, the doors should be open. You should be able to see in easily. Right now, it's like all blacked out. You can't even tell if you're supposed to be entering in there. And it's just a weird vibe. But if you had like the coins dropping and clink, 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 clink all over the place and, and that door open, that would draw you in. They added the, the Fat Tuesday out front, which somebody was working it. Uh, nobody was buying anything from it, but it was there. So you kind of like got start of something, but crazy that it's taking this long to get it done. It's not a big space. And we've said this before, and we were saying it to each other this weekend, mermaids, right? Bring back mermaids, the fried Oreos, all that stuff downtown. Like I said, we, we mentioned this before on the show that nobody's listening to us, but that would be the perfect space for that. And as you saw, they have a lot of space in there fill it up with coin machines cheap cocktails fried stuff make it all work i don't know do something there because it, it needs something but it's a cool little spot yeah and i think with you know fountain blue being right there resorts world being there and then win an encore not too far away it's all kind of higher end a little bit stoic a little bit you know not personable in that area there's not a fun party atmosphere unless you're like high-end popping bottles like if you want to just go have some beers and have a good time or you know, roll some dice and just kind of yell and holler like old school Vegas. 
there's nothing in that area on the north end of the strip. So I think that drives some people away where this is right across the street. You could grab people like I, I left Fountain Blue and walked over there and it was just two ends of the spectrum. And, and if they could find something to, to tap into that, I think it would be perfect. Yeah, can't wait to see what they do. So we did meet a few viewers this weekend and we were talking about where Elvis got married and I decided to die on the hill saying that he got married at the Little Church of the West. And of course I was wrong. So instead of privately apologizing to the person, I just figured I won't say his name for his privacy, but I want to apologize for that and own my mistakes. You know, it's always fun to have a little humility in life. And uh, I think we all knew in that moment I was going to have to to eat it, but here we are. Yeah, I think uh, I even mentioned, I think we went through this once before uh, where you said he was married, but it wasn't. It was like the movie or something. I'm like, I, I think you might want to look that up, Sean. <laughs> We all get that, right? Where you get something in your head and it just sticks and you, yes, yes. Uh, as soon as I looked it up, I remembered that we had gotten through this before. So guess what? I get to apologize. And it was great meeting those people who came out that we ran into on the strip and wanted to thank them for that. So let's close with this. I'm so jealous because you took advantage of both the Hard Rock status match and the Fountain Blue status match. Although I guess I got a free lunch out of it, so I shouldn't complain. But tell us how it works. So you went to Hard Rock. And you were able to get icon status, right? So they're still doing the match at Hard Rock. The difference is compared to last year to this year, you're not getting the $100 or $50 or $200, whatever it be, depending on your MGM status level. You just get a straight match, which, you know, in and of itself is okay, but there's nothing great to go out of your way for that. But I went with my uh, Diamond Plus card. I'm not sure if you can do regular diamond. It sounds like some people get it, some don't. It matched me over to icon status. And that was the key. Like once I had icon status, I could then go down the street to Fountain Blue and match to their gold status, which comes with the $150 food and beverage credit and $150 spa credit. But I will give a shout out. I believe uh, his name was Steve, uh, the manager of the Hard Rock desk there. He watches the show and kind of stopped he's like hey are you on uh like youtube when i was going through all this stuff and he goes oh i watch your guys' show love it i'm terrible with names but i'm 99 sure his name was steve he's such a great guy everybody there was really nice like mirage the the service was excellent everybody was super like bubbly and happy and it, it was busier than the other casinos i'd walked through on the way there so and I, I forgot how beautiful the property is it had been years since i've been in there and they don't really need to do much there maybe the rooms need updating but the main spaces still work really well i think and i should mention the entry is so much better than golden nugget laughlin <laughs> <laughs> but you can see how they were designed by the same person right with the rock and the, the vision was the same i'm sorry that they put a home depot like garden center <laughs> Over the one in Laughlin. They just ran out of money. But yeah, yeah I agree with yeah. you. I was in the Mirage this week. I went to that Paramount Mountain thing. And we didn't get to talk about it on the show because of the timing. But Paramount built basically a mini theme park there for the day. The ride was kind of cool. But the atmosphere was really neat. And they did a great job with all of that. And took my daughter inside Mirage to show her like the Beatles love area and the atrium. And I agree with you. It's a great property. And having been to Hard Rock's other properties in Florida, I believe that they'll figure out a way to make this thing cool instead of kind of butchering it into something new. So we'll see how that goes. But I think one of the takeaways from the Super Bowl compared to F1 was, yes, we lost some spaces. The Bellagio fountains were covered again somewhat. And, you know, the volcano wasn't going. But the public spaces, the sidewalks were fine. It didn't impact the experience like F1 did. And that allowed sort of everybody to have a great time. And the whole city was jovial, happy, excited for this. It felt very different than F1 where everybody was a little bit more uptight. And I'm glad to see that Mirage did that for you. And, you know, you got your $150 food and beverage credit. We used it for lunch at Fountain Blue and all was good. We'll talk about Fountain Blue, your thoughts, and a lot of what we did on a bonus show coming in the next week or two. 
So stay tuned for that on the channel. I'll just point out uh, one thing with the Fountain Blue match. You do have to insert your Fountain Blue card into a slot machine, and then it registers that you now have gold status and says, congratulations, here's your $150 credit attached to your card. If you try to go use it before you do that, it won't work. Be sure you do that. And, and funny enough, Steve even said, hey, now that you have this status, Fountain Blue's doing a match, you should head down there. So that was cool that he pointed that out, even though that was the plan along the way. And when I walked up to the rewards desk, guess what they said? Sean, can you guess? No. Welcome to Fountain Blue. <laughs> oh, there you go. So we'll end with that. Confirmed. Mark's been waiting. He, I think he walked around all around town getting every employee to say the word just so he could have it and, and uh, throw it in people's yep. faces. So let us know what you guys think about anything we talked about. The Super Bowl. Did you watch it? Enjoy the game? Were you in town? Were you at the game? Let us know down in the comments. Everything else we discussed. We do two shows a week, Tuesdays and Fridays. We'll be back in a couple days with another show. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time. Have a good week, everybody.